Like, look, all right. I guess I've raped Jennifer Lawrence then. <laughs> Radio Drone. Welcome to another week in the falling collapse of Hollywood. We'll get to that in a little bit. I'm Josh Hadley. You're listening to Radio Drone. With me, as always, is the perpetual himself, Cecil. Well, yeah, I, I sigh all the time because of the nonsense that you send out. <laughs> and Peter from the much more liberal, intellectual country of Canada. That doesn't uh, reflect me, though. That is very, very true. <laughs> you are the exception to to the stereotype that, Canada, that Canadians are all nice people. Absolutely correct. Oh, before we get into this, you guys got to go to adamandeve.com. Use the promo code DROME, D-R-O-M-E, and you will get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, a free sex swing, and free U.S. shipping. Just use the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. So tonight, this is kind of going to be an update on all of the shit that's gone down since the last time we talked about why Hollywood needs to burn to the ground. So more has happened. Since we talked last, there have been more Weinstein accusers. Now the NYPD says they have enough evidence that they're preparing warrants to arrest Weinstein on actual rape charges for the assaults he committed while while in New York City limits. Harvey's looking at some serious jail time here. At this point, there's no denying what he's done. The, his emails have uh, spoken volumes like basically he admitted that a lot of them were true because he said not everything is true that pretty much says that he has done a lot of what he's accused of he flat out admitted it in his own like little defense email this guy was uh, destined to fall for a long time and it's good that he is it's good that he's getting uh getting the everything that's coming to him um i think he's been a scumbag for a long time and i think it's been way too open in hollywood and people have been making too many jokes about it rather than actually doing anything about it so i i do i do hope he serves jail time absolutely one of the things that's always bugged me about Hollywood, like, I mean, as much as I love uh, movies in general, there's always been a, a facet of Hollywood that has just irritated me to no end. And that is the holier than thou attitude. You get all these people that will go out there and yell from the heavens about how they're your betters. We're doing this and you need to do this and you need to listen to us because we are actors and directors and we know and then all of them get outed as complete scumbags. Mm. They project every single thing that they say that you're supposed to do that they're not, that they're doing themselves. You know, uh, men need to do better. And then Whedon gets out as freaking cheating on his wife and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and taking advantage of a bunch of actresses. Uh, Weidstein was at the women's march wearing a pussy hat and he's a, a freaking repeat rapist scumbag asshole. 
So uh, I just I'm disgusted with all of them. And uh, now uh, Alec Baldwin comes out ahead of uh, what is probably going to be a whole bunch of charges where he's on um, SNL, you know, completely parodying Trump and doing Wait, the whole, Alec uh, Baldwin. Oh, yeah. I'm not Alec surprised Baldwin. about Baldwin at all that but look at how he treated his own daughter came out recently within the past couple days and said, look, I was raised in a time when we weren't really, uh, when I, I wasn't supposed to treat women right, so I oh, may have mistreated oh, no, no, women no, over no. the years. Fuck that excuse. I'm sick of that. Weinstein tried to use that too, that I was raised in a different time. No, fuck, fuck you off. if that's your excuse. Yeah, the the, you the know 70s what? and the 80s weren't that freaking long ago and they were a pretty liberal and progressive time. You had, uh, you had hair metal ba- bands dressing like women and it, it was actually becoming a lot more acceptable to be more progressive and stuff don't give me this it was okay to treat women like crap shit. yeah it's the like the 80s weren't even that long ago yeah they're, they're making it sound like they were like they, they were at their prime in like the 40s yeah you know it's like no no things have changed a lot since then mm-hmm. and and even still people that you know grew up in the 70s and 80s and whatnot it wasn't like oh what do you mean you can just rape women it's okay no that was no. never okay absolutely so, not. It was just considered a normal thing back then, maybe in the 30s or the 40s or something. But things started to become a lot more progressive into the late 50s, into the 60s, into the sexual revolution, into the 70s, into the 80s, especially the the 90s. Times changed along uh, with with when they were at their their peak and their prime, and they were producing films and acting in films. You know, what are you telling me that when when Baldwin made Hunt for Red October, it was just open season for rape? Apparently, it was a pussy no. hunt. Peter, it was a God, pussy hunt. it's ridiculous. What a bunch of idiots. They, they actually expect us to think that that's, that's true. Like, oh, well, it was, it was only like, it was 30 years ago. Things were different. Not fucking really. The, well, the things are not that different. I mean, there's so many parallels between the 1980s and now. I mean, back then we had the MPAA. Nowadays we got SJWs and virtue signalers. Things have not changed that much but okay look at like how andy dick has now well i mean this is another open secret andy dick mm. was fired from two different movies this week after his antics his thing was he goes up and grabs people's junk and licks them and really? he does this to everybody and his excuse was i'm andy dick my middle name is misconduct why'd you hire me if you didn't expect this to happen that's also a freaking problem here yeah that that whole this is who i am why did that's you expect reputation. me to not be like this that's ridiculous it's my reputation to be a creep it's one thing to to play awkward guy or a guy that like kind of assaults people or, or is a, a little bit sexually ambiguous or whatever the hell but it's another thing to act like that in person in reality that makes a lot of people uncomfortable to go around licking them and, and groping them and stuff like that. You don't you do not do that to random people that you work with or, or random people on the street. If somebody did that, if a random uh, citizen did that to another citizen on the street, they would end up in, in jail and lock up for, you know, sexual misconduct. Actors shouldn't get away with the same stuff. And it's a good thing now that the gavel is, is uh, beating down a lot harder and that these people are actually getting in trouble for this bullshit because they should be. I have friends who I've known for decades. We're a bunch of assholes, and when we get together, we will do dumb things. You know, one person is just standing there, you know, drinking, and you come up and you just flick them right in the balls. But they, these are people that I've known for decades. Yeah, these we, are your friends. These, these are, are people my that you hang friend. out with. Exactly. These are my friends. These are people who we mess around. We know we've been doing this shit for a long time. It's a lot different than when you go onto a set with a bunch of people you don't know 
think you can just go up and lick them or grab their junk or do whatever and then mm. just be like, oh, I'm crazy wacky guy. Uh-uh. That sh- should never have flown to begin with. Exactly. And thankfully, they're finally cracking down on it now. And people mm. like Andy Dick will hopefully be out of a job because yeah. he's an ass anyway. Yeah, he's always lo- been a fucking hack. Never yeah. liked that guy. I've never liked that guy. I have just, you know, I, and, and the thing is, if it was somebody who I didn't like, then he, I mean, and, and all, and it was just the fact that I didn't like him. I don't think he should be out of work because I don't like him. Like, I don't like Zach Galifianakis. He's never done anything, like, particularly where I think that he should, you know, as far as I know up to this point, where he should be unemployed. But Andy Dick, I mean, I have heard story after story after story. And I mean, and on top of that, he's responsible for, uh, Phil Hartman uh, getting killed. Really? And, oh yeah. He gave, Phil Hartman's wife, the coke that pushed her over the edge that made her go home and kill her, kill him and kill, kill her. Kill them both. Oh my God. I didn't know that. And he was bragging about it at a bar and John Lovitz knocked him the f*** out. Good. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love you, Lovitz. With this whole Weinstein thing, do you think this was the cork being taken out of the bottle and you cannot put it back anymore? The thing I'm about to say might sound like I'm insulting all of the accusers, and I'm not. You get all of these people who have all of these stories going back decades in some cases, and they've been sitting on it. And then is was it a strength in numbers thing? Why do you think all of them came forward after literally one or two did? And at the same time, the one thing I do want to insult them for is all of these people who sat on this for years were like, oh, I'm not going to name names. Oh, I can't name who it is. If you don't name names, nothing changes. You can't just say a really high-powered producer touched me. You have to say who they are. You have to. We're still, as of the date of this recording there are so many people that are going i can't risk saying who it was and it's like then nothing will change nothing to me it's pretty obvious at least at the time that it was a lot more fresh and a lot of these actors were younger uh they didn't want to lose their positions they had become hollywood actors they were starring in in blockbuster movies i'm sure this was the case people like rose mcgowan for people like ben affleck matt damon they had just uh, started to become up and coming like rising stars in the case of now a lot of them are gaining more independent success. They're directing more. They're writing more. A lot more financially stable and likely always will be. So they're coming out and, and finally speaking against these people because, well, honestly, there's a there's a safety blanket. And maybe that's selfish. These powerful people coming out and speaking out against Weinstein is now also giving all of the others power to come forward even the ones that right now are are maybe rising stars or it happened to them years ago and maybe they're not as top tier actors but they're seeing people come out and speak against him and it's the same experiences they've had it's giving them the the strength and numbers to finally come out it can take that it can take a catalyst of one or two things or one or two one or two people to come out and finally gain that strength and numbers that's needed to put somebody like Weinstein away and I don't necessarily think all of them are perfect people I mean, Rose McGowan, with all the tooting she's doing about Weinstein, isn't saying anything about Victor Salva, and that pisses me off. But she's still saying something. It's still doing an, an act of good to put this this f- 
locker behind bars where he belongs. And I think it is that those few people that are more kind of top level that are inspiring everybody else to come out and, and speak out against him. So it is that that strength in numbers that does need that extra push from one or two other people to, to sort of get the ball rolling. The reason why there are so many that are pulling the, there, there was an incident, here's what happened, but I can't say who, is simply because there were a lot of them who had uh, non, you know, NDAs. They had non-disclosure agreements. They settled out of court or they did something and they now can't say anything legally bound. So I think that it is it is a mixture of things like I can understand them being afraid. They also decided to to take the payday as opposed to, uh, you know, seeking you know full on justice for what happened to them. Yeah. So I think that that's it's kind of a weird mix. Now, yeah. some of them have admitted that they broke NDAs and came out against whoever. But the fact that they kind of did one to begin with is I mean, I, I don't I can't presume to know the mental state of somebody who has that happen to them. I'm that's, sure the uh, pressure from their agents and management and the stu- and the studios there. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure to just sign the NDA. That's what yep. I'm saying. It's like, look, just sign the NDA. You'll be done with it. You'll get a payday. You'll still be able to work in this industry. And, and they'll probably throw like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah did, you know, did the NDA and look at where they are. And also the other thing too, the other side of this, just recently, um, Olivia Munn had come out and said, uh, like they had video of her from a while ago where she was talking about, uh, how there, I don't remember who it was, but there was somebody who was really, aggressive and she came out and was talking about it and much like Corey Feldman got laughed off the stage there was uh they called her because you know uh look at all this shit that she's doing on on you know that she did on that g4 show she's you know sucking a hot dog and she's doing all this so of course like there were people that were like you know doing the whole like she was asking for it yeah she, i was gonna say that's essentially victim blaming it is, uh-huh. but that's it's not essentially thing. victim blaming. It, it is. is victim blaming. And so they were, they were undermining her argument because of, oh, well, look at the kind of person that she is. Mm. Like, well, if she and didn't want to get raped, so she think, shouldn't have been wearing rapey clothes. Exactly. That kind of thing. So that's, I think, another reason why some of the, uh, some of the victims didn't necessarily want to come out because they maybe tried and then they just got laughed at. Well, then a follow up, I guess, would be what about all the people who knew and didn't do anything? I'm not talking about like, and I hate I hate to actually come down on Seth MacFarlane's side, but turns out he's been very quietly putting this crap out there for years, stuff that even he admits he didn't know. But he, you know, it heard, so he had no hard proof of. But you have, like, Kevin Smith said he suspected stuff about Harvey, but he never knew anything. That's why he didn't say anything. I can respect that. On the other hand, you have Tarantino saying, yeah, I saw this stuff, but Harvey was my friend, so I didn't say anything, and I wish I had. Well, I'm sure Mm. all those women that he raped since you kept your mouth shut don't think you're some kind of a hero. Well, yeah, it's weird when you think about it. Like, Seth Seth MacFarlane kind of uh, knew the stuff about... It seems like he knew about Spacey years before it ever happened. There was that thing in uh, Stewie escaping from uh, Kevin Spacey's basement. I mean, was that actually him trying to out Spacey in a way, or was that just meant to be a, a joke that unfortunately ended up being kind of true? On Family Guy, could go either way. It's um, it, it's it's very odd. Uh, he had said, you know, he had been outing uh, all of a lot of the predators through Family Guy jokes. Kind of funny because if you look at it from the perspective of all the people watching it how many people just like 
laughed at the jo- at at various you know oh that guy's a rapist in your head you know and all the people that are watching it are like you know either, either knew that he was it was the open secret or you just like yeah he probably you know he probably is a scumbag like that so how bad is it that that it's been going on all this time and people just kind of laughed it off people just uh, uh like when he did the um the oscars was it and he did the harvey weinstein rape yeah, joke 2013 and, i think it was and everybody's just like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scam. And it's like, no, he's scumbag, maybe. I mean, Tarantino admitted he knew this for years. He watched Weinstein do it. And because Weinstein was his friend, and remember, Weinstein was a close friend. He was the he was the best man at Weinstein's wedding, for God's sake. Really? He chose his friend over coming out. That tells me, and yes, you can check this off the Josh Hadley meme card, Tarantino is a piece of shit. In this case, yeah, if he says he's witnessed it firsthand, that's uh, it's a bit hard to overlook that. It's hard to kind of look past that and uh, see Tarantino in the same light. I mean, it's one thing for Kevin Smith to kind of consider that it might be happening or kind of think, have some thoughts about it, like he's he's heard about it, d- doesn't know all the facts for sure. But with Tarantino having witnessed it, I mean, witnessing it and never doing anything about it, and especially somebody with the the power that Tarantino's had for as long as he has, you know, it wouldn't have done anything to his career. He easily could have stepped out and said something. I mean, Tarantino is always going to be beloved, especially 90s Tarantino. Like that, that would have done nothing for his career if he had spoken out against Weinstein. He still would have made a movie later that year, I'm sure. It just rings so hollow with Tarantino now going, I'm cutting all ties with the Weinstein Company. Oh, now you are? It seems like uh, damage control. It's, it's well, dam- more damage control than anything. It's it's barely speaking out. Like, at least uh, Kevin Smith is giving all of his, um, what is it, like, dimension earnings to, to charity or something like that? All of his residuals are going to, I heard, either a woman's shelter or a woman's um, fundraiser thing. Yeah, cause and I, I can respect that. Because uh, Kevin Smith is, uh, he helped start the, uh, what is it, the Wayne Foundation with uh, that one lady who was, she was sold into, like, sex trafficking when she was younger, and she got out of it, and she worked with Kevin Smith, uh, I don't know how exactly it all came about, but, and started up the, the Wayne Foundation, where they're helping, uh, you know, they're helping rape victims, they're helping girls that have been, uh, you know, uh, sold into sex slavery, essentially, and mm-hmm. she was doing, like, really good, so Kevin Smith is somebody who already was like ahead of the game like he was actually doing good actually like validly doing i actually cannot see kevin smith having known this and sat on it i mean i'll bash kevin smith for his last few movies and some of his attitudes on things i don't see him sitting back and being okay with rape well, no, plus he's, he's always a, been really outward about uh, celebrities that are kind of shitty and that have been shitty to him. I mean, he's he's spoken out about about Prince. He's spoken out about, you know, John Peters and Tim Burton. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Like all these people that could very easily get you blacklisted in Hollywood. And he went off and did his did his rants in the evening with uh, Kevin Smith. I can believe that he maybe didn't fully know about the Harvey Weinstein thing because all things considered, he would have said something about it. Yeah, he's very vocal about that. Things, he yeah. wouldn't have sat on that. But then you have stuff like Brett Ratner, which again has been, I've been hearing about Brett Ratner's sexual harassment sh- for o- almost a decade now. So Ratner I know somebody did- that's witnessed it firsthand. I have, yeah. uh, I have a buddy who's trying to get a, uh, get into the film union. He's been like a PA on a few movies. Uh, I'm not gonna, not gonna say his name. Some people might get all virtue signaling and be like, why didn't he try to stop him? Well, he's witnessed like Brett Ratner trying to pick up younger chicks on set. This was on the set of X-Men 3. 
and he was trying to like pick up on one of the the younger younger crew girls. I forget what exactly her position was on the film, but he was like, "Oh, you want to go out with me? Want to go out with the director? You know, I get you get you a big role in Hollywood." And she turned him down, and he just yelled at her like in front of everybody and told her to get the fuck off set because she turned him down. This is the kind of guy Brett Ratner is. Actually, it, it's even worse. Of yeah. the tw- of the twelve people of the twelve women who have accused him specifically, he is suing all of them for libel on his good name My because God. he is a what total piece name? of shit what good name does brett ratner have even as a person like his his film catalog is just god he's the guy you get if you want to fuck up your franchise yeah it doesn't surprise me because i remember when he was talking about uh when he was working on x-men 3 and he was like inventing this character just the way that he described it i was like all right that's the guy who just is walking around with it hard on like all the time and again and... i've been hearing these stories for over a decade oh yeah like that that's one that doesn't surprise me at all uh on the flip side of that do i think that there's going to be a certain amount of witch hunting going on absolutely i think that there are going to be some people who are looking for their 15 minutes of fame and are there's already been some where they're like he once bumped my butt on set and he looked at me funny and so he i was sexually harassed and it's like uh, you're gonna like like if if you were harassed if you were assaulted if you were raped absolutely come forward talk about Mm. it get it out there that this is happening if somebody was mean to you on set i mean mean to you within uh within reason you Mm. know but if you're being an asshole on set and the director calls you out for being an asshole that's what his job is to do but if if the director is sexually harassing you or like you were saying with uh, ratner and, and your friend you know he berated this girl because she wouldn't go on a date with him that's that is harassment that's completely different right now i'm wondering how long until Michael Bay and James Cameron have accusations because I know from, again, low-level people who've worked on movies with both of these guys that they have a lot of sexual harassment shit on their sets. So Cameron, really? James James Cameron likes the ladies. He seems like he doesn't even have a penis. Like he's just this weird thing that wants to make movies. Y- you yeah. do know he's been divorced four times and each time he's cheated on his wife with his next wife, right? I really don't know that much about his personal life. I just know kind of through his like interviews he just doesn't seem like like a sexual being now, i'm actually yeah. weirded out by <laughs> he, he's handsy yes he's handsy and michael bay that one shouldn't surprise well, anybody isn't but michael I, bay I, more open about it though like he's he's flat out like admitted or at least it's it's known that he auditions women by getting them to like clean his car in a bikini yeah, he wants to see how it will, if it'll look good on, I, on I, screen. I had a friend who worked when, uh, when Transformers 3 was shooting the scenes, quote, in Chicago. It was actually shot in Milwaukee. Those scenes, they're like, he was, you know, you know, touching butts and hitting on all the girls. And, you know, it, it might not be rapey, but it's definitely, if that's what he's doing in public, mm. what do you think he's doing to the female crew members when there's no one else around? I guarantee James Cameron and Michael Bay, they're going to have accusations before the year's over. Michael okay, Bay, yeah. maybe. It, it seems like it's more open that he's a sleazy motherfucker. I mean, he's considered to be like the used car salesman, used car salesman of Hollywood, pretty much. Like everybody kind of knows he's a sleaze bag and he's got this certain way of making movies and depicting characters and auditioning his females. I think he's, um, he's already too open about it for it to really be considered harassment not to not to defend the guy but that's what it seems like here's here's my take on michael bay michael bay is a very powerful good-looking alpha male dude so 
He probably Did you say dude or douche because both dude, <laughs> he's no, a dude. dude. He is a dude, dude that's a douche. He is a dude that's a douche. But what I'm saying is that if you are a good-looking alpha male guy, you are going to get a certain amount of leverage that you're not going to be able to get if you're Harvey Weinstein. If you're yeah. on set, you're directing a film, kind of you know flirting around with your with your actresses and whatnot. They're gonna they're they're gonna react differently to it because ah, he's a good-looking guy. Oh my god, he's kind of flirting with me. Whereas if you get somebody like uh, Stumblebum, uh, you know, somebody Weinstein, who looks like James Toback. If you look, if you get somebody who looks like James Toback, who probably comes over, hey, baby, you know, oh. like does not know how to really be around women, no. then it's going to come across a lot more rapey. Yeah. So I think that whereas in somebody case in Bay's case, it's probably been consensual. It's probably a lot of women who actually, unfortunately, do find him quite attractive, and he may have a like a. Uh, like a magnetism to him. Uh, whereas, yeah, in Weinstein's cases, he comes up to you with that, like, cigar and uh, scotch breath with uh, with Cheetos all over his fingers, like, hey, <laughs> wanna, wanna star in my movie, baby? It's, like, it's a completely different thing i don't think there's really going to be accusations against bay because i think he he just openly rocks the fact that he's kind of a sleazy dude it's it's known like it, it's something that seems to be more consensual with his uh with his actresses and he seems to be very open about it with uh cameron I don't know that that's got that's probably going to be different. I mean, this is the first I've ever heard of him being handsy or grabby. I've always thought of him to be more of an asexual dude for some reason. So I guess we'll see how that pans out. But with Bay, I don't know. Even I, I agree with uh, with what Cecil's saying. It's a completely different thing. And seems like in his case, it's just everybody having, um, including him, uh, having fun on set. James Toback, you know, he kind of looks like a Jabba the Hutt mutant at the date we're recording this. He has over 303 women that have come out and said that he has sexually harassed them on his movies or to get a part in his movie. You know what his response is? Every single one of them's lying. A lot of lying bitches. Yeah. (laughs) 303 as of the date of this recording. They're all lying bitches, Cecil. A freaking odd number. An odd number of of bitches accusing you. 303. That's a pretty random ass number. That's not just 200, 300, you know, 20, 30. It's 303 and likely counting. No, but they're all lying, of course. I will be, I, I will go down on record and say that there are probably a couple that are lying. Maybe. <laughs> but you're not going to get That still leaves that. 250 or so. <laughs> That's insane. Still leaves at least 253. And the thing is, <laughs> like, I could almost, like, like there are certain actors, directors, whatever, who are, like, really powerful, who I could almost see, like, if there was some, uh, like, if, if all of a sudden 300 women came out and said that, uh, God, let's see. Steven um, Spielberg. Please Steven do not Spielberg. let Steven Spielberg be a rapey. I don't want Spielberg to be a creeper. Please don't. But if 300 women came out and said uh, Spielberg, then you'd be like, okay, but, uh, you know, there are some, there's probably a bunch of these that are really trying to, uh, to, to make a name for themselves and make a buck. But somebody like James Tobeck, the majority of people are like, who? Like, he's, <laughs> he's such a random guy that it absolutely, like, I feel that the, lar- the number of that, like, 99% of them are probably for real. You know, uh, it's it just, it's such an oddity. Yeah. That, uh, you know, he's- What has Tobak done? Like, what, what movies has he, he directed? Nothing, so. nothing of, of huge merit, I don't believe. Uh, he, he, 
he's directed like the pickup artist, okay. two guys and a girl. Um, oh God! Yeah, I he did that movie. So that kind of shit. That yeah, kind of, he's, 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 he's got a, he's got a couple of Oscars. He, he, he wrote Bugsy in 1991. So he's mm. one of those kind of directors. Ugh, Oscar yeah. bait. And, and, and this will lead into the other thing I want to talk about. And yes, we'll get to Kevin Spacey. What about something like Steven Seagal, where it turns out he had women helping him in a honeypot trap get aspiring actresses into bed. Now, let, let's leave out his sex slavery, which he he would bring girls over from Asia, hold their passports. And remember, these were his, quote, assistants. And if they didn't start servicing him, well, maybe their passports vanished and they got sent back to complete destitution in their home countries. Or, you want to stay in America, maybe you should start servicing me. You are my assistant. He had five sex slavery charges leveled against him. While he was a goddamn police officer, I will add, a close personal friend of Sheriff, Sheriff Joe Apio. But okay, let's leave that aside. Numerous actresses from, from Juliana Margulies to Jenny McCarthy. There's quite a few others. I think there's like 16 actresses at this point who said really early in their career, back when he was still making theatrical films, he would want to have a private audition at his home to see oh. if they could get the part. And then the agent, their, their, their agent, which was always a female, would be like, I'll be there with you. Everything's okay. Seagal would open the door wearing a kimono and nothing underneath it at 10 p.m. at night, offering them drinks. And then the agent, every time, would get a phone call and have to leave. We have to also take into account the people who are enabling them. You know, I, I mean, I hate to harp on this, but like Quentin Tarantino enabled Harvey Weinstein. In a big way, yeah. You know, Steven Seagal is a piece of shit. And he's, he definitely has a problem with women. Did you see what he was caught on tape saying last month? Oh, when God. He, he, was, he was talking about female reporters and, and how much he hates them. Female reporters are dirty fucking whores and cocksuckers, and they're all out to trap him. And he, sa he said, quote, When somebody is on a tour, a promotional tour, he's there to talk about his film, not about who he's fucked or he would like to fuck or who his wife was with 10 years ago. These reporters, these women reporters should go into pornography or something else instead of journalism. They want to hear that shit. They're a bunch of cunts and assholes. Do you have to do the voice? It's it's Seagal, okay? Maybe, maybe I'm not squinting. Maybe I'm not squinting Maybe, maybe do like a shorter quote. Then. <laughs> uh, okay, but, but basically, he hates women. Yeah. To him, women are there to fuck you, and that's it. Women do not get to be reporters and ask him questions. And but Didn't why he also claim that he like trained with Bruce Lee at some point? Yes. And you know what? His claims are about as valid as my claims of saying that I trained with Bruce Lee. Yeah, I had a I met Bruce Lee for lunch today. We had McDonald's. We shared a thing of uh, chicken nuggets. L L I Thomas had lunch Lee? with with Bruce Lee, but the L E, you know, uh <laughs> Bruce Lee for Lee, yeah, one of, one of one of the uh, you know, one of the fill-ins from the exploitation films. The Bruce Dragon lives again. Movie. Yeah, I, I had lunch with the clones of Bruce Lee last week. So so I take it Peter then you ate grass? Poisoned oh, grass? Yes. Now we got to talk about like the Kevin Spacey thing cuz this this one baffled me. Not because of the accusations. Now, I hadn't heard anything about Kevin Spacey prior to this. Really does wreck a lot of movies for me. Kevin Spacey's defense. Now, initially, Anthony Rapp of Star Trek Discovery, who is an open gay actor, said that when he was 14 years old, so this is like 30 years ago, Kevin Spacey was not just hitting on him. 
Spud rubbing all over him. And Spacey passed it off initially as, I was drunk, I'm sorry. Now, four other young boys have come out and said, yes, Spacey likes young boys. And a whole bunch of new accusations have come out. The part that baffled me was Spacey took the tact of, well, just so you guys all know I'm coming out of the closet, I'm gay now, and that's why I did it. And equating being gay to why he likes young boys is an offensive fucking statement. Yeah, this is this is regression. This is pandering almost to the right-wing conservative nut jobs that equate to people who fuck dogs and fuck children to being homosexual. He's essentially solidifying that paranoia and that stereotype by saying, Oh, well, I was pushing myself on these young boys because I'm gay, you know, because I, I can't control myself because I was really drunk. You know what? I've been shit faced more times in my life than I can count. I've never raped anybody. I've gotten in a couple of fights. I've broken some shit. I've said some stuff I shouldn't have said. I've ended up in drunk tanks. Sure. I've never pushed myself on anyone sexually. That's never happened. Alcohol has never done that. I'd never blame it on that anyway. You blame it on the person. You blame it on what's inside of them. If he's been pushing himself on younger younger guys, younger boys in Hollywood, that's because of who he is inside. That has nothing to do with the alcohol. That has nothing to do with your gay impulses or any of that shit. It has to do with who you are as a person because those are the people that do those kind of things. Those are the people that molest kids or, or rape people or rape women in alleyways and stuff. It has nothing to do with your goddamn substance abuse and your your party boy lifestyle or any of that crap because of who you are. I, I really think it's it's it shows such a lack of f***ing character on his part that he not only blames it on boozing, but he blames it on, oh, well, it's because I've been living as a gay man. They're so there. So everything's everything's alleviated now because apparently you can get away with doing anything if you're gay. Here's the cold f***ing reality that uh, Mr. Spacey is going to have to face. Just because you're gay does not mean that all of your things you've said or things you've done are alleviated. Case in point, Milo Yiannopoulos. Welcome to the 2000s, Mr. Spacey. It's it's not cool if you're gay. If you say or do some shit that's, uh, that's considered bad by the public, you're still going to get in shit. I hope you rotten in jail you piece of shite i would also like to just throw out there i i don't drink anymore i quit years ago but when i did drink in this in similar situations uh have gotten into fights have said some dumb shit uh maybe have gotten into uh some karaoke battles that was not the best idea but um <laughs> Is I, there video? I uh i i will plead the fifth that's <laughs> And I am okay, actually okay. Internet, you have to find these. I know this, uh, uh, this is see, 90s, so I'm okay so. with karaoke as long as you didn't sing "Fucking Journey," okay? No, 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 Journey. Um, uh, like some crash test dummies and that kind. All of, is uh, forgiven stuff. then. All so, is forgiven. Yes. No, no, nothing. Uh, no. And I love Journey, <laughs> but yeah, I can't do uh, do do uh, those those notes. So, but yes, but I have never uh, assaulted uh, any anybody. Well, I've gotten into fights, but I've never saw assaulted any women sexually and whatnot. Uh, usually because of the fact that uh, a lot of the times we were getting drunk, it was just a whole bunch of dudes. It was a big giant sausage party anyway. Also, you're a hideous fucking shot. Uh, yeah, oh. absolutely. You know, we were all well. This is me and all my dumb friends. The ones who I was mentioning earlier that would, uh, you know, hit each other in the dick. So now I am quite motherfucking handsome. I'll have you know. The Kevin Spacey thing is an oddity to me. I understand. I I don't like that he did it. 
but I absolutely understand why he did it. Because when it happened, there were a bunch of articles that came out and they were like, why is the right so upset that Kevin Spacey's gay? And so they were taking up the reins for him. They were like, you know, he, they were like, no, the right, a lot of other people on the also left are not upset with the fact that he's gay. Most of us already knew that he was gay. Yeah. What Even they if were you didn't up- say it. I don't know. He kind of, it, it's not a surprise, the gay thing. The pedophilia thing was a surprise. The gay thing was not. He kind of does have uh, have that vibe. I, mean, I don't like to stereotype people just by hearing them or seeing the way they look. But he does um, have a bit of a gay vibe. He kind of always has. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like when you saw, like, Liberace or Elton John, like, before they officially came out of the closet. You know, hey, why haven't you found a nice gal to marry? It's like, well, <laughs> are I you telling me? Know. Are you telling me that this Paul Lind guy is gay? Because I'm getting some weird mixed signals from him. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, hmm, why hasn't he found a lady yet? The whole Kevin Spacey that, That's Freddie Mercury, such a nice young man. <laughs> That Rob Halford, what, George what? Michael, you know, such a handsome young boy. Where's his, where's his wife? You know, <laughs> he just can't seem to find the right gal. Are you trying to tell me Harvey Firestein's not a man's man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Did you hear the Harvey Firestein thing? A Harvey when, Firestein? Yeah. When n- nothing, he didn't do anything, but when Harvey Weinstein had come out with all these rape yeah, talks, people were misidentifying people, Harvey Fire. Yes. I heard that. Harvey Firestein's like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't even like girls. I'm like, I felt really, I actually felt really bad for him. I'm like, oh, oh poor guy. Poor Harvey Weinstein. Uh, poor, poor Harvey, Harvey Firestein. Firestein. You just did it. Him up. I'm doing it. Poor Harvey Firestein. Oh, uh, somebody's um, going to take that and uh, use it out of context. Oh, Cecil Christ. supports Harvey Weinstein. I God damn it. Um, <laughs> but, but going back to the Kevin Spacey thing, where this all started, I, I am not surprised by that angle that he's taken simply because there were a lot of newspapers that were more than happy to take up the the torch for him and and there's this whole weird thing there's a lot of feminists and whatnot that have been saying that people that have been coming out saying that Kevin Spacey uh you know was was coming on to boys or there were uh the 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 Terry Crews thing where he was assaulted that's taking away from us and oh, it's like, shut no, up. This oh, isn't, this isn't an us thing. This is an everybody thing. This is mm-hmm. pointing to the bigger problem within Hollywood. They're trying to us, make- us should mean everyone, not right. just you and your little fringe group. Exactly. So that really disgusted me because it's like, okay, you're basically marginalizing what happened to them because they're boys or men. It's Mm -hmm. like that. That is just atrocious. It is. It was very disgusting. And that really bugged me. So um, that that uh, that was one of the takeaways from that, where it's like, okay, you're you're belittling what they went through because because women like because, you know, uh, well, women have been going through this longer, you know, citation like. Like, I'm saying, like, it's it's a scumbag thing all around. And, you know, you have stuff like we talked about it the first time we did one of these, like Brian Singer. When is Brian Singer going to have something crash down on him? This has been an open. Yeah, but he's still working. 
Uh, well, but I'm saying it's, it's, there was some stuff that came out, uh, that, where they finally are getting, it's getting some attention. But the thing is, again, it's not getting as much attention because he was coming on to boys and men. If he, if he had, uh, if he had come, uh, you know, uh, come out against a woman or something, it probably would be getting a lot more attention. He's not as big, like Kevin Spacey is a big name that people was. know that, my, but what I'm, he still, but he still is. It's not the was yet. In a couple of years, he'll be a was but what i mean is that he is a big star that like when i if i go to talk to my parents and say kevin spacey they know who kevin spacey is if i say brian singer you have no idea who the guy is so he's going to kind of get pushed to the side because he you know because it's not he's not going after i guess for lack of a better term you know what is pub what is properly acceptable right now as the Mm. target have you guys ever seen the onion news network pilot that Amazon had a few years ago that never got picked up as a series, but it no. aired on Amazon Prime. I've only seen the movie. This was, you know, obviously a news parody. And at one point, William Sadler's character, who runs the Onion News Network, has this thing where a fat white girl has been abducted. And he's like, no one cares about a fat white girl. Find me a skinny white girl and we'll put it on the news. <laughs> it makes, makes, it, it, yeah, it makes me think of that. Do you think this is a turning point or is this just the fervor of the month and then by 2018 this is all going to go away and it's all just going to go back to being underground? Do you think things will actually change or is this just it's in the spotlight now but the spotlight's going to go away? I I think it's it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a big opening reveal where they're not going to deal with this kind of crap anymore, where uh, if you were on set and you are, you know, Mr. Grab Hansy and you are uh, a complete jerk, then I think that uh, people are going to be more willing to speak out immediately or it's going to go deeper underground and there are going to be more cover-ups to kind of conceal this stuff uh more payoffs and more uh you know pushing things uh you know away you know out of the public spotlight you know uh somebody will will uh maybe get a little grabby and uh hey don't do that hey you want to keep working and then immediately put you know fire them or something and they'll people will start to get scared so it's going to go it's going to go to one of two extremes this is just starting to sound like an episode of uh Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory. <laughs> Mind power. Hark will destroy you. <laughs> you think I you was know the whole fighter. story? A Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> I've been governor. I've been on the inside. I know. <laughs> I know about Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what you think you heard. <laughs> No, but I, I really do want things to change. I think this should be the tipping point. I think this, this should just be, be the excuse to completely remodel Hollywood. Tear the old system down, build it back up anew. Be a lot more selective with who you're letting, letting be in charge of, of movie sets and, and directing and producing and owning distribution companies and all this stuff. But unfortunately, it might just end up getting more than likely may actually just end up getting swept under the rug. And by 2018, 2019, it might all be come forgotten which is unfortunate i mean but it's been happening for years you've had guys like alfred hitchcock that have um uh abused their their stars uh that you've had uh guys like roman polanski you've had um what's his face guy who voiced the the fucking uh ant in the movie ants 
How is it that that's where I go to? Wow. Uh, oh, Woody, Woody Allen? Woody Allen. The garbage people like Woody Allen that continue to work after it being, again, like an open secret for the longest time. The Simpsons made fun of him, for Christ's sake. I'm a neurotic nerd who likes to sleep with little girls. Like, <laughs> they've been making fun of Woody Allen for years, and the guy still gets to direct, you know, award-winning films, which is just just strange to me. But that's that's been going on, going on for the last 40, 50 years, maybe longer. Uh, so I'd love it if this completely was a, a like a like a pilgrimage like just completely tearing down the the old system and building up a new one with with more trustworthy directors and and actors and producers the unfortunate side of it is the corporate side of the media of entertainment is a seedy seedy fucking business and it's just as more likely that it'll end up getting swept under the rug in just a, a number of a small number of years or maybe even months and that might end up being a sad truth Jennifer Lawrence comes out and is like, oh, my leaks, my, my nudes leaked. Uh, and if you look at them, you've raped me. Like, look, all right. I guess I've raped Jennifer Lawrence then. <laughs> Apparently. Come on, I, you guys have looked at them too. You know you have. I may have looked at them repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> you serial rapist, you. Oh. I tell you, I'm, I'm a horrible, horrible human multiple, being. Multiple, multiple rape charges. Life, I can't uh, wait to see the... how much of this, I can't wait to see how much of this episode is taken out of context and put on YouTube. No, we're going to end up, uh, life in the ISO cubes, no parole. The, the final thoughts on all of this sexual nonsense in Hollywood. Do you think things can change? N- not like what we were saying, whether this is a tipping point or it goes underground. Do you think that Hollywood, as it's structured, can fix this issue? Or, as Peter is so apt to say, does it all need to be burned to the ground? It needs to be burned to the ground. And it should change. Will it, though? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think at this point, it just needs an overhaul. It just, uh, it, like, there are too many parasites working within the industry. Just uh, burn it all to the ground and start over. Uh, it's not going to happen, but it's what should happen. If anybody's seen the Batman Beyond episode that Henry Rollins voiced as a uh, mad stand, I think the that quote, which he says many a time, is very apt to this situation. Blow it up! Blow it all up! Ah! Keep it down, Stan. We're in a library. You think this is a joke? Look around, Batman. Society's crumbling. And do you know why? Too many overdue books? Information uh. overload, man. Uh. As a society, we're drowning in a quagmire of vid clips, email, and sound bites. Uh. We can't absorb it all. There's only one sane solution. Uh, Blow it up! You're just contributing to the problem, man. Playing hero just for another blurb on the 11 o'clock news. And see, the way I I look at it is, I'm not raping women. I've never raped women. It's not that difficult. Josh, you're raping Jennifer Lawrence right now. Oh, how dare you! (laughs) I'm unrepentant. On that note, where can we find Peter? You can find me on Twitter, at Cinematica, on Facebook, The Cinemasochist, on YouTube, The Cinemasochist, on 1201beyond.com as well. Uh, not, not raping people, but doing other, uh, questionable, unethical things. You rape, you rape cinema. Yes. And cinema rapes me. Cecil, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me at uh, goodbadflix.com as well as goodbadflicks on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and also on 1201 Beyond. I think Would that's... it just be easier at this point to list all the sites you're not at? <laughs> I, I am a popular... You can, Actually, you can't find me at The Escapist anymore. <laughs> No. That's true. And you can find me at 1201beyond.com. You can contact this show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Here's the thing. I've also seen Rose McGowan's sex tape. So did I vicariously rape her too? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I know, I, I know you two did though too. So I, did we I gang did rape not, her? I did not. I did no such thing. <laughs> then how did I, you know that he finishes on her face? Uh, because you told me. Oh yeah, yeah. I respect yeah, I'm, I'm sure. This is a respect whammon, train huh? wreck right now. It really is. It's it's, Good night. it's just digging a hole. Good night. <laughs> Boy was in the hallway drinking a glass of tea. From the other end of the hallway, a rhythm was generating. Another boy was sliding up the hallway. He merged perfectly with the hallway. He merged perfectly with the mirror in the hallway. The boy looked at Johnny. Johnny wanted to run, but the movie kept moving as planned. The boy took Johnny, he pressed him against a locker. He drove it in, he drove it home, he drove it deep in Johnny. The boy disappeared. Johnny fell on his knees, started crashing his head against a locker. Started crashing his head against a locker. Started laughing hysterically when suddenly Johnny gets a feeling. He's being surrounded by horses, 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 horses Coming in in all directions White, shining, silver Studs with their nose in flames He saw horses, 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 horses
And there's a red stream It went streaming Through the sands Like fingers Like arteries Against his throat, your eyes. He opened his throat. Your eyes. His started shooting like over horse. Had the pituitary glands screaming, made my heart so high. My heart that nobody heard. No one heard that cry. No one Johnny. heard the butterfly flapping. Throat. Nobody knows. He was on that bed. It was like a sea of jelly. And so he seized. First, his vocal cords shot up. That's a billiard. Pituitary glands. It was a black tube. He felt himself disintegrate. Go inside the black too. So when he looked out into Radiodrome is a 1201 Beyond production. Find it and other great content at 1201beyond.com.